The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Texas Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, joined by Ryan Wilson and John Breach to recap a thrilling Monday Night Football game that ended six minutes ago between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans, as Dan Hansis likes to say. Uh, they we call the Titans in this case, case because they benched everyone, but they nearly pulled off a win. Uh, it would, I believe, the uh, final score, a two-touchdown deficit, 27 13 Cowboys win not as comfortable as it looked and in fact they really let Josh Dobbs hang around for the second really the third straight week they played down to their competition Ryan how are you today this evening I'm great thank you Breach you are coming from uh, an undisclosed location Uh, last year when we did the podcast around this time Brinson you'll remember he showed up from the laser lights room his brother's uh, gaming facility which I think is two doors down that's being occupied so arguably one of the highlights ever of this podcast so yeah he got kicked out of that room where are you now Breach well, the gaming facility is being occupied by people playing games. Uh, so now I am I'm in the same house. I am in a different room. This is called the fun room. This is the coffee room uh, that has Christmas me- decorations and coffee. But by the way, I'm in Cincinnati. I'm on Eastern time. Is this how you guys live? Like games end at 1130 and you're up this late? This is nonsense. I need to get back to central time. My God. I love you drive straight north and you change time zones. It doesn't make sense. That part, somebody needs to talk to whoever came up with the geography the time zones none of it makes sense what well, do you do you think you were wise to get out of nashville for this week where things have gone terribly for the city in terms of electricity and even worse for a team that's now lost six straight games yeah everything's on downhill nashville i got out the right time how long are you staying in uh cincinnati breach uh not long enough to attend the bills Bengals oh, game really? on monday unfortunately Brinson, oh. we got a job we got a lot of games to cover sunday but, I mean, but you, you clearly have a high-tech computer set up in multiple rooms of whatever house you're in. Uh, like this, your crystal clear video on this like gaming computer that you have in this fun room. Um, a marketing headset. What are you uh, selling tonight? You don't want to yeah. know. <laughs> it's, we got to wait for the midnight crowd before I can tell you what I'm selling. Okay. Um, that's dark and scary. 
Uh, what's the main takeaway here? I mean, it's got to be the Cowboys related, I assume, because they won. I mean, I, I didn't. There's nothing about that win by the Cowboys that should inspire any type of confidence that, unless we just believe that they're going to play up to their competition in the playoffs, or more concerningly, play down to their competition, whether it's the Panthers or the Buccaneers, likely in the first round of the playoffs. Um, just nothing about this. Are they? Are they? So they they beat the Eagles last week without Jalen Hurts. They lost to the Jaguars the week before. And they nearly lost to the Texans the week before that. It's just a really, really uh, and it was twenty-one to nineteen in the fourth quarter with the Colts the week before that. And we can mm-hmm. you look at the score and it's like, oh, but but it was three yeah. quarters of close football. I mean, like they were, they're like, you know, I mean, obviously they scored thirty-three points in the fourth against the Colts, but like, I mean, just a horrific performance against the AFC South, which is arguably the worst division in football. Zeke Elliott, um, I think it was <laughs> like Nick Costos texted. He's like, if you told if if you told somebody before this game that Zeke Elliott, you guaranteed him 19 carries, he scored a touchdown, and he still only scored 9.7 fantasy points. Like they just wouldn't believe you. Um, but you know, he had he said 11 touchdowns in his last nine games. It does feel like Jerry Jones has got some orders down to Mike McCarthy and, and Kellen Moore to get Zeke in uh, on these goal line packages. Uh, whether or not that's smart, it feels like he wants to get him those scores. Um, you know, it just doesn't. I mean, I don't know, Wilson. What do you, what, what do you, how, what's your level of confidence, one to ten, on the Cowboys winning their first round playoff game, regardless of opponent? One point five. And I think the the question for me. Well, I'll, I'll ask both of you this, um, and I'll ask. I'll just make a two part question about, about both teams. Are you more concerned about Dak Prescott playing like he's dressed up as Kirk Cousins for Halloween, and Kirk Cousins is actually out playing at this point? And I'll ask, actually, I'll ask the second half of the question when we get to the Titans. But Dak Prescott, to me, is a primary concern. Tony Pollard didn't play. They lost uh, Tyler Biotis to center. That's going to be an issue going forward. So the offensive line is going to be uh, perhaps uh, in flux. But the stupid mistakes Dak kept making, the one interception wasn't his fault. But but the fumble, the uh, center snap exchange, I'm putting that on, on Dak. He seemed to pull a little early. The other interception was not great. And these mistakes keep popping up against bad football teams so so that you don't see it in the win column. But I, I think this is a huge concern, and that's why I say 1.5 out of 10. And now, and now bearing you – now, obviously, regardless of – I mean, they, like, they're like they potentially playing, you know, my Tom Brady, my my first-round Buccaneers. I mean, does that, does that change the number for you at all? Let's see. The wins over Wilson for that game will be eh, minus 5.5. Yeah, and I take back my eh, – that might be high. Might be. I'll, I Cowboys, was minus say four and half. Cowboys minus like three and a half. And oh, um, there you go. Well, that tells you all you need to know about the Cowboys. Well, I mean, I, I threw out that the Cowboys might be like minus seven at Carolina. Like that's that ain't the case. That I mean, feels they, high. Yeah, that's it's probably more like four, four and a half or yeah, five for, I think for, right. for Dallas at Carolina. If Carolina ends up making it to the postseason, Breach, what's what's your level of confidence here with the with the Cowboys to, to win a well, playoff? It, it's higher than one point five. I would say it's like six. But considering they're playing a team that will be uh, objectively worse than them, probably the winner in the NFC South, you would think the confidence level will be eight or nine. But right. this game is just emblematic of what they always do, which is this is a team they should have trashed. And when people look at the scoreboard tomorrow, they're like, oh, they won by two touchdowns. Well, they did, but they didn't. And so you went a team. The quarterback just signed with the Titans eight days ago, and he dices you up for 235 yards. Are you kidding me? The defense is supposed to be one of the best in the NFL. And so you have the defense that's been struggling a little bit. You have Ryan mentioned Dak Prescott. Hey, guess what? You know, now he's the league in interceptions. 
Dak Prescott. Real actually, dagger, real dagger, by the way, for a lot of people had bet Derek Carr to lead the league in interceptions. Well, and... guess what? You know who he's tied with for the league leading interceptions? Oh, wait Derek Carr. Oh, you know who Derek got Carr. benched? Derek Carr. So look, you have Dak Prescott and Derek Carr is the league leader in interceptions right now. And look, one of the interceptions was not Dak's fault. So I'm not going to put that on him. But the other one was a hideous throw. Way uh, behind the receiver. Wilson, like you said, the fumble is his fault. If the ball's in the quarterback's hands, it is their fault. And so you just can't – you have three turnovers like that in the playoffs, you're losing. That's it. End of story. You have three turnovers like that against a trash Titans team that has 11 starters bench. Yeah, you're going to win by two touchdowns. But, man, I would not be comfortable uh, picking the Cowboys to win in the wild card round, even though I probably will. I mean, the, the Titans didn't even start Malik Willis. Now, we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, Josh Dobbs is out there. He signed with the team eight, eight days ago off, off the Lions practice squad. They had Hassan Haskins as their leading rusher, a rookie. They they actually signed 39-year-old, 15-time uh, Nathan's hot dog eating champion Joey Chestnut and rolled him out there at some point to catch passes from them. <laughs> I mean, it's this is like this is an absolute skeleton crew. And I think it is a testament to Mike Vrabel. I don't know that the Titans are going to make any noise if, if they get to the postseason. But like... To be even be competitive with any against any NFL team with this roster after benching everybody is really impressive. It, it does make you wonder, and this is sort of the thing with the Cowboys too. They were, would not stop talking about the Eagles a couple weeks ago, and then it's like it felt pretty obvious that they sort of came into this game thinking, yeah, like you know we're gonna fight. I mean, and they did. Like they just sort of out talented the the Titans eventually, but that that's not what you see from a really well coached team operating at a high level, like. Like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's Patriots would have beaten this team 45 to three, you know, and like it snuffed them out. And I'm not suggesting that, that the Cowboys should be that. I'm just saying that I think if I'm a Cowboys fan or somebody with, you know, backing the Cowboys to go deep in the playoffs, I'm pretty concerned about um, how, how they will perform not only in round one, but then, you know, in round two. And look, th- th- Dak is a streaky passer. He can get hot. Tony Pollard's explosive. C.D. Lamb's incredible. Dalton Schultz had a great game. They have a ton of talent on offense. There's no reason they can't score with anybody in the NFC. It's just, man, they just don't inspire a lot of confidence right now. I'm more concerned, way more concerned about their offense and their defense, and that's saying something because at one point coming into the season or even last season, the uh, the defense was the concern. And it all starts with Dak. And now that Tyler Biotis is out, uh, or could be out for some time, he was running a knee brace on the sidelines after he got his knee all twisted up and it didn't look good. That's just one more complicating factor. So, like I said, you had in the indecision with, with Prescott, the way Dak's playing, you had Mike McCarthy in there, you had Kellen Moore in there. I, I don't have very high hopes for this team. And don't forget, by the way, they lost at home last year to the 49ers in that demoralizing fourth and long scramble as time expired. So I wouldn't put anything beyond this team. Um it all starts with Dak. He just has to play better, but he hasn't over the last few weeks. And I don't know if that's going to magically change. Maybe it does. But right now, I, I think it's fair to have those concerns. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you can't trust Dak right now, you can't trust the Cowboys. And that's really what it comes down to. Their entire offense has been Dak just, you know, I'm just going to throw it to CD Lamb because that's the only thing I feel comfortable with right now. Although I will say his second touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz was his, probably his best throw of the game. But it didn't come till the second half after it already thrown two interceptions and fumbled a ball away and, and struggled and been errant. So it is just if the Cowboys can't get four good quarters out of him, it's gonna, it's tough to see them getting to the divisional round or the NFC title game. So, yeah, I think if I'm a Cowboys fan, my biggest concern is absolutely Dak Prescott. I, I, I can't remember who said this, and I, but I thought it was and I, I would 
totally attributed to him. If, if it was someone on Twitter, I think, but it, or, but it was like the way that Dak Prescott plays like inside of a single game, he manages to justify all of the hot take debate show, like both sides of the argument about him over the course of uh, every single game he plays. Like he, he has these incredible moments where you're like, man, Dak Prescott could be a top five quarterback easily in the NFL. And then he has these moments where you're like, holy crap, that is some boneheaded business out there by Dak. That's just unacceptable from a high level NFL quarterback. And, and it's that sort of thing that I, I just think causes people to um, like to, it just, it just makes you pause about whether or not he can do it in clutch moments, especially when you know, almost with like absolute certainty that at some point Mike McCarthy is going to do something that causes Dak Prescott to be put in a situation where he has to press and, and, and then, and then, you know, make that critical mistake because Mike McCarthy in the playoffs, that's just sort of how he coaches. Anything else on Dak before we take a break, come back to the Titans. No, that's all I got. All right. Take a break. When we come back, Titans. They inspire themselves to win a week 18 by resting everybody and playing hard. We'll tell you next. So this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I mean, what was kind of crazy about this line is that it was, uh, I think, 10, no, nine, nine and a half, creeped up to 10. Because we said, Breach, we said it on Sunday night when we were doing the early odds podcast. We were like, look, Cowboys minus nine and a half. Mike Vrabel already said like, like earlier today that he will rest his players because week 17 means nothing to the Titans. The Jaguars in week seven, Jaguars can still technically get a wild card spot. I didn't, I actually didn't realize that until Prisco told me. A lot of stuff has to happen. You know, if they lose, they have to win this week, lose to the Titans, and then like get a bunch of different stuff going their way. Titans were eliminated from the wild card spot. Uh, already, so it made sense to bench everybody. The line jumped uh, up. Uh, they were not eliminated from the wild card spot. It was like a two percent chance, but it, it could have happened no. if they had beaten the Cowboys. They could have got in at eight, eight and one uh, by tying Jacksonville in Week 18. Which, okay. as silly as it sounds, uh, Raiders and Chargers last year, season yeah. would have both gotten in with a tie. Right, right. I mean, but it, it the the odds of a tie, like if you're Mike Vrabel, you do the math, and you'd rather rest your guys than bank on right. Them winning against the Cowboys and then tying the Jaguars in week 18. So they bench, they bench everybody. They, they start benching guys. You see the injury report. Derrick Henry's doubtful. Um, a bunch of different stuff. You know, a bunch of different plays. Play, like Danico Autry's doubtful, but like a bunch of defensive starters are listed out. The line moves to thir- 12. Then it moves to 13. Then it's like, all right, Malik Willis isn't even starting. Josh Dobbs is starting. It comes off the board, comes back on at 14. Gets back down to 13 and a half. 
it was a little fishy, I thought, uh, Breach, that it didn't like keep going up. As it turns out, Vegas is pretty good at this because the Cowboys won by 14 points. Um, like, how much, like, do you think that this Titans team is sort of inspired at all by what they saw on, on Thursday night? Or is it, does it sort of, like, I mean, it feels like, you know, they, like they had a chance against the Cowboys. Like they, they could have beaten them and really like flipped the script. And all of a sudden you beat the Cowboys and then your starters are arrested going against the Jaguars and you feel just that, that kind of momentum with a 10 day break. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't surprised, you know, cause it, it, it was nine and a half and we talked on Sunday and then the whole quarterback situation jumped up to 12 and a half, but you know, I didn't think it was going to go to 15 and a half or six and a half or get anything crazy like that because it's not, you're not dropping huge. There's not a giant talent gap between Malik Willis and Joshua Dobbs. You know, you're not going Ryan T- Tannehill to Joshua Dobbs. So, and Malik Willis hasn't done anything this entire season to prove that uh, he's worth X amount of points against the spread. So, you know, it kind of froze it between that 12 and a half and 13 and a half. And I think the interesting thing here is that my personal feeling, just having watched this team all season is that Mike Vrabel said, all right, we put Ryan Tannehill on IR, which they had not done. So keep that in mind. Tannehill got injured. They were keeping this outside hope that maybe he could play in week 18. Well, that's out the window Thursday afternoon when they put him on IR. So he's done. So then you're thinking, well, if we start Malik Willis against the Cowboys and he gets injured, then we're down to Josh Dobbs as our only option who has been on the team for eight days. And we'd also have to sign someone to back him up who has been on the team for two days because we just signed him. Uh, so that's where you're left. So you're thinking, let's keep Malik on the bench. We'll put Josh Dobbs in there. If he plays well, hell, maybe we'll start him in week 18. Uh, and if he doesn't play well, then we'll go back to Malik Willis, who didn't have to worry about getting hurt because he didn't play. And so now I think Frabel's going to have a crazy decision because Josh Dobbs did not have Derrick Henry. He didn't have multiple offensive starters who were out, and he still played better than any game Malik Willis played all season. So I think if you're Rabel, you have to give serious thought to starting Josh Dobbs against Jacksonville. Why is this a difficult decision breach? I think the only thing you're thinking if you're Tennessee or Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator is look, Malik's been in our offense for the past six months. He knows it well. Maybe I have more plays at my disposal if I have Malik in there. Uh, So maybe that makes you a little bit more comfortable, but based on what we've seen in the games that these guys have played, I think you have to roll with Dobbs. I, and I can already is, hear Wilson saying, what about Malik Willis' performance makes you think he knows the offense well? well right. That's the one question. The other question is, you, you know, you can make the – you can pretty up the case that uh, we don't want to get Malik Willis hurt. But for someone who has thrown for – what's he thrown for? 55, 80, 20, and 99 yards, you would imagine you want to give his, get him as many reps as possible. Uh, especially against a playoff caliber defense since you're trying to make the playoffs. So if you want to sit him on the bench, you can. But I think the takeaway for me is that we trust Josh Dobbs, comma, aerospace engineer, comma, who has been on the team since December 21st, more than our third round pick, who we all knew needed to sit on the bench for a year. And I yeah. think that's the takeaway. Yeah, I mean, I w- so I did HQ with uh, Musso and uh, Jonathan Jones uh, 6 o'clock to preview this game. And, and they asked, they were like, do you think this is Vrabel possibly setting the stage for – you know, going with Dobbs in week 18. And, and I mean, my, my initial response was like, uh, I mean, like, you know, really close third round rookie. But then you remember, you know, Vrabel won the power struggle with the GM, John Robinson, who was, you know, I mean, obviously largely responsible with, uh, you know, with making that selection. And, 
you look at Malik Willis's game logs and you watch Malik Willis play and you I mean, you don't, there's not a whole lot of film to go back and rewatch. It's not, it's not hard to grind through that. I mean, he, he hasn't topped hundred yards passing this season. Like that is, that is really problematic, especially when two of his games where he played, uh, you know, where he, he started were against the Houston Texans. Like he lost if the getting, last one. Yeah. And he lost the last one. If you're getting two starts against the Houston Texans, you have to be able to go out there and, throw for a hundred yards or throw for 60 yards in the case of, of the first one. And he wasn't exactly lighting it up rushing either five rushes for 12 yards. I mean, he has his high of rushing seven for 43 that touchdown last week. I, I think Vrabel's just going with Josh Dobbs. I, I don't even think it's a matter of like, is there a decision to make? He's just going to go with Josh Dobbs because he doesn't believe that Malik Willis again, Oh, and two against the Texans can help him beat a Jacksonville team and get into the playoffs in week 18. One and one against one and one against the Texans. This is right. There's this is sorry, a long, sorry, 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 my bad. No yeah, long term indictment against Malik Willis. It's just that everyone knew coming in he wasn't going to be able to start right away, and he it hasn't worked out, and that's that's fine. But I think it is an indictment in that this ain't Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall pick and played a ton of football before he arrived in Los Angeles for the Rams and had that miracle. Uh, first showing. This is Josh Dobbs who arrived in Pittsburgh as a fourth round pick with the understanding that he was probably going to be the number three and would battle for the number two job. Got a few reps there. I think he threw 17 passes in his career uh, on the field during live regular season action before tonight. And he came out and and looked like a much more complete running uh, running back quarterback. And Breach, you sort of said something that was, that was telling in that you said this isn't Ryan Tannehill to Malik Willis. This is Josh Dobbs to Malik Willis. Well, it turns out that gap might be just nearly as big and again no one thought Malik Willis was going to come out and be Michael Vick this year but you thought you might see a little more and the fact that the team isn't willing to roll with him or or Vrabel in particular tells you that he's concerned number one and so concerned in fact and I do wonder if they put in a waiver claim for for Baker Mayfield if we had a a time machine because the Rams are certainly higher on that list to get Baker um, because otherwise Baker would be the starter right now that's that's a great point, man. I, I'm not sure when Tannehill got hurt. So I think, I think that Field Yates reported that the Rams are the only team to put in a waiver claim for him. But maybe I mean, Ryan was, and I'm yeah, not, no I'm other, not, only one. Do, do well, we know yeah. that though? I mean, like, do we? Can we? I mean, obviously they, through reports. I just don't know if we. They might want a time only, machine just to to, re- to rectify that. Although it wouldn't matter because the Rams are still worse than they are record wise. But anyway, so they roll with Josh Jobs, and Josh Jobs isn't a bad plan B. I mean, when you're going through the list of quarterbacks that are available, and you're like, "Oh my God, we got to get Josh Jobs in here to start over Malik Willis," that doesn't feel like a fun conversation to have. But he he availed himself nicely, and the credit to him for doing that. It does feel like Vrabel's thought process was, "All right, guys, we're going to throw Josh Jobs in there, and if he is just remotely successful, we're starting him next week. That's it. Unless he falls on his face and throws five interceptions." Uh, and throws for 12 yards, only completes 12% of his passes. Uh, As long as he's not that bad, we're going to go with him because I have no faith in Malik Willis. So, I mean, it does feel like you have to go with Josh Dobbs. The Cowboys have a decent defense, and Dobbs, again, looked pretty good. Obviously, he's not going to look great. He's only been on the team for eight days, and it's tough for anyone not named Baker Mayfield to look great after eight days, but Mayfield's playing for an offensive genius. Whereas, uh, but Breach Josh, also, yeah, Todd Downing is not, yeah, not the same Downing but, and, and McVay, but not no, the same level. No Derrick Henry this week. Derrick Henry should be back. Right. So that'll, that'll help. And, and it didn't help Malik Willis when he had him. Right. So, yeah. And that's, and the other point is that like, if you look at what Jacksonville struggled with defensively this year, you know, they've struggled a little bit to stop the pass. And so you look at the passing numbers, who gives us, 
a better pass. Obviously, Derrick Henry is going to be a big part of the offense, but when you do need to throw the ball, do you trust Josh Dobbs, who threw for over 200 yards against the Cowboys, or do you trust Malik Willis, who has had three starts and has not thrown for 100 yards a single time? Right. Uh, one quick note here. I think this is just kind of interesting. Um, I got the thought. I got this. Is a, uh, my my boy Fabian uh, Summer, who's a really sharp uh, NFL guy from Germany, actually had this uh, galaxy brain theory. Guten Tag. Yeah, Vrabel pulled Willis to no to, to avoid showing the Jaguars any tape, and is going to bust out a full option offense against Jacksonville in Week 18 with like Derrick Henry and Malik Willis. I don't think that's that crazy. The, the what, is your, Dobbs, what is your quote about? Desperation being a uh, stinky cologne. I think uh, I think Billy actually has the, the quote. From, Hit the button, uh, Billy, because that's if that's the offense you're going with. Desperation is a stinky cologne. God, I love Super Troopers. What a movie. All right. Um, anything else from this game? This game doesn't deserve 30 minutes of our time. Hey, Billy, throw up that uh, tweet from my buddy Jordan Dejani. This is a fun tweet about Josh Dobbs. I put it in your in your private Slack. So it's not to spoil it, but you didn't read it, or did you? Am I getting done? I'm excited. I want to see what it is. You're not going to believe this. This is some crazy, craziness. This feels like one of us is getting dunked on, and probably me. No, no, it's actually about it's about Joshua Dobbs and uh, Jordan Dejan. He lives in Nashville. Um, uh, who, by I, the way, has never hung out with me a single time, even though we both live in Nashville. There's a reason for that. So he throwing Jordan out, under the bus. He tweeted this out before the game. Joshua Dobbs led Tennessee in passing, University of Tennessee, oh. rushing and receiving against Florida in 2015. All three in one game in 2015. How do you lead in passing and rushing? I get, but also receiving. How bad was that Tennessee team that he had to do all three? He may have to do all three next week against the Jaguars. By the way, his receivers didn't help him out. They dropped a ton of passes, receivers and running backs. All right. Well, just before we go, let's do one thing. Based on what you saw from the Titans tonight, they went toe-to-toe for a solid three quarters against – they were way overmatched. They're, this game should not have been close for more than one quarter. Before if, if you Dallas ask the question – Sorry. Go ahead. I so if Dallas the, shows up at all, just show up and, like, this game's a blowout. So, let me to follow up on Brentson, let me ask you this question before you ask your question, Breach. If Mike Frable were coaching the Cowboys and uh, Mike McCarthy is coaching the, the other team – this question you're about to ask doesn't matter, I would imagine. Cowboys 51 to 3. <laughs> exactly. If Frable right. is coaching the Cowboys. So, my so question is if you have to make a prediction right this second about Titans, Jacksonville Where is next that game? week in Jacksonville, wins over Wilson, it's going to be minus three and a half Jacksonville, and I'm rolling Ooh. with the Jet- Jaguars all day. Ooh. Prisco seems has like an inkling that the, uh, that the Titans will find a way to upset the Jags. Man, how? Yeah. I, I would, Derek I would, Henry. Ja- yeah, Derrick Henry would be. Like he got a week job. off. He's got a week off. He's going to be fresh. Did he get new hands? Quit fumbling? Um, I don't know. I'll check the hand surgery books at the <laughs> local Jaguars hospitals. Minus two. E- oh, I like the E eliminated. There's an E if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. It's like E dash Colts. I, I mean, obviously that's eliminated, but I was like, oh, we're just calling it the E Colts because like Jeff Saturday is coaching this team now. We, um, in a, growing up in Harnett County, we didn't have F's, we had E's. So it feels like these are proper grades for these really? teams as well. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why we did E's. I guess we didn't want to skip the letter E. I mean, it is weird getting... to skip the letter E, but I've never heard of a, a school doing that. Well, Arnett. real quick, we, we have the uh, Arnett County did that. So the Colts of the Texas both get E's breach. We My have school the did that as well, just so you know. My school did that. My school was big yeah, on Yeah, you, you know too, Billy. I've seen your port, report card. <laughs> yeah, I do, but I still made it here, man. I'm on the best podcast in America. 
<laughs> you know, hey, we have the division odds e, up there. It's e an EP error producer is what that is. Hey, oh. the, the division odds up there right now with uh, Jacksonville at minus 270 and the Titans at plus 220. That's basically the money line because it doesn't matter what Jacksonville does on Sunday. That's, I don't think it will impact it that much. And that's basically a money line bet, right? So if it is, then you're looking at Jacksonville being like a six point favorite. Yeah, I, I would I would think the, oh, the move sick. there is to take Tennessee. Uh, I don't think they'll be a six point favorite. That's pretty steep. I mean, but that's what those odds indicate. Yeah, for the, sure, for sure. You know, no, I, I know. I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh, I am. It's minus four and a half according to me. So that's how you should. <laughs> is that wins over Wilson. I trust that's wins over Wilson, Wilson over anything. Yeah. And minus four and a half feels sort of high. I mean, I might except for brains over breach, which is, it five is a and little half. disturbing that like Ryan Butts who is breach. not into gambling at all is kind of like lethally sharp. accurate. With you know, it's funny. He's probably like the the head of the sports book at like Win Casino. <laughs> he makes like seven million dollars a year, and he sets the lines for all yeah, the sports yeah, books in Vegas. On, he still comes on this podcast. Yeah, like, he pretends like no, he pretends like he doesn't know anything. He's like, oh, I looked into all these good breach. picks, and my my wins over Wilson formula was not proven. I like, I like you think Wilson could make seven million dollars a year and still do this let's think this like, through breach exactly like yeah. it, it, he would still he would still agree to do this like sure i'm gonna torture myself as someone who suffers from ocd doing this podcast three times uh, a week short my lifespan all right let's uh let's get out of here I'm just again 30 minutes is too much for this stupid game um don't trust the cowboys titans did some stuff and uh big game in week 18 jaguars titans John Breach, yourself in this magnificent video coverage. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, oh, for Wilson, wow. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.